Hi, it's JD with one quick note. After I published this morning's episode, I spent some additional time with the Alec Baldwin interview with Jody Cantor and Megan Twoey from the New York Times. It was just put out this morning. And I have to say, if you were going to listen to only one thing today, make it that amazing interview where the reporters actually take Alec Baldwin to task. It's really worth listening to. Okay, enjoy the episode. Good morning. It's Tuesday, January 21st, 2020, and this is The Wake Up from Modern Feed, your source for essential listening, handpicked every day just for you. And here's how I do it. I go through thousands of podcast feeds, pruning out the crap, looking for the gems and bringing them to you. And today is no exception. We are going to start with just one element of the impeachment trial. That is what I call the Alan Dershowitz question, followed by a bit of Harvey Weinstein, but brought to you via Alec Baldwin. Always interesting. Followed by BoJack Horseman. Final episodes coming January 31st. And then a tall story from the city of Los Angeles. And finally, a little French goodbye. So at the end of your podcast feed, I've placed the daily up first, just in case you want them, but let's dig right into this. Let's get going. I'm making what could be the most important argument on the floor of the Senate. Yeah, yeah, the most important. So welcome back. If you were in Palm Springs over the weekend or Park City or you're headed to Park City or Pomona, uh, welcome back to Historic Tuesday. And realizing that every Tuesday is historic, every day is in the existential sense, but today is uber historic Tuesday. And uh, while some of you have said to me, you know, JD, don't go too deep into politics, not meaning don't run for political office, you have dodgy friends or have done dodgy things or this and that, but but meaning, you know, keep it on the light side. Uh, there is one thing, one element that I'd like to touch on that has a podcasting in uh, connection. And, and, and that is this character, Alan Dershowitz, uh, who, who I am competent to, to comment on because I am a, a non-practicing inactive member of the California bar. But uh, Professor Dershowitz, the esteemed professor and protector of the country and constitutional rights and protector of Klaus von Bülow and O.J. Simpson and Rogue Gallery, including, well, he cut a great deal for Jeffrey Epstein down in Miami, don't forget that, protector of Harvey Weinstein's constitutional rights, will be a special advisor to the uh, Donald J. Trump legal team uh, on constitutional issues. And uh, take a listen to what he had to say on the State of the Union podcast uh, from Sunday, because I think it's very important. And I think that the uh, Donald J. Trump legal team will be hanging their hat on this. And so I think it's worth just pointing this out if you haven't been thinking about it. Maybe you have been, but I'm fascinated by it. Okay, here we go. Hudson Yards, 34th Street. This is Hudson Yards, 34th Street. Hope you like weird architecture. Oh, Aquafina. New show on Comedy Central coming tomorrow night. Okay, warning. This next clip contains intense amounts of ego. Beware. On the specific issue of the criteria, the constitutional criteria for impeachment. That's a very important issue. I will be making that argument 
as an advocate, not as an expert witness. I will be advocating against impeachment of this president based on the constitutional criteria in the Constitution, the framers' uh, debates, the Federalist Papers, the history of the three prior impeachment cases, the scholarly um, arguments that have been made on all sides. I will be presenting a very strong argument. If you want a prelude of my argument, read the great uh, speech of Justice Benjamin Curtis, who, remember, was the Supreme Court justice who dissented in uh, Dred Scott. And he made the successful argument in front of the Senate that in order for a president to be impeached, and Johnson was impeached on charges that didn't include criminal conduct, he argued successfully to the Senate that criminal-like conduct is required. That argument prevailed. I will be making that argument as a lawyer on behalf of the president's defense team against impeachment. That's my role. It's very clear. I've done it before. It's a common role that lawyers play to be specialized lawyers of counsel on particular constitutional issues. So, and that's what I'll be doing. I mean, I think of it like special teams on a football team then, perhaps. You're still on the team. Very important that's to know. That's fine. Jeffrey, I'm the kicker. I'm the kicker. Right, and the I kicker. can win the, I can you can win the, the field goal that wins the game. That's right. Oh, it's going to be a fascinating week, one for the history books, and we'll see how history judges the esteemed professor either as a scumbag or as kicker of smoke screens or as the savior, the savior of the Constitution, the savior of the country, the savior of Donald J. Trump, or just a lawyer out to make a buck. Um, it all begins at 10 a.m. Pacific time today on all the networks, 1 p.m. Eastern. They get a video feed from the Senate, so who the hell knows what they're going to get. Uh, it's interesting, the rules for the senators. They must be in their seats. Uh, they can't talk. They can't be on their internet. They can't even have phones or internet devices or gadgets or anything, or uh, they'll be imprisoned or something wonderful like that. So that's going to be interesting as well. Um, you find, you'll find the interview with uh, Professor Dershowitz from State of the Union as number one in your playlist and 1B, bonus, the extended lecture or interview uh, from Radio Boston on Friday, 1B in your playlist. So let's move on, shall we? Right from the frying pan and into the fire, as they say, and I've never said that before, we go from the Trump impeachment trial to the Harvey Weinstein trial, kicking off this historic week uh, in New York. And whether it's ironic or a coincidence, I don't know, I get those two confused. Maybe Alan Dershowitz is the connecting tissue. Hmm? Uh, so uh, it's 5.48 a.m. Tuesday, and here's the thing with Alec Baldwin, just published a bit ago. It's a great conversation with Jody Cantor and Megan Twoey from the New York Times, the amazing reporters who broke the story. And I'm sharing it with you, number three in your playlist below, as well as from The Guardian. Today Explained, this came from last night, by the way, uh, Today Explained, which I find to be an almost always excellent podcast, number four in your playlist below, uh, which gives an overview of the serial predation of Harvey Weinstein. Number three and number four in your playlist below. Here, here's a taste of Alec Baldwin. One of the first daunting tasks was to try to get in touch with these famous actresses. But 
Megan and I were like, we don't know any actresses, you know, and getting, we're sitting there saying, okay, how do you get, you know, Ashley Judd's phone number? I was going to ask you, what was the path to Ashley Judd? Could you can't, you can't, can you talk about that? Well, that one was pretty easy because Nick Kristoff knew her, Nick Kristoff, mm-hmm. the opinion columnist at the Times. But we felt strongly that we could not go through publicists or agents because they're gatekeepers. They're just yeah. going to shut everything down. We Tell want, me about it. We wanted to reach the actresses directly. and And so the questions were, you know, How do you reach these people? And even if you get them on the phone, what are you going to say in the first 45 seconds of that phone conversation to earn some trust and keep the conversation going? Okay, let's go in a different direction, although also historic. Did you know that the final eight episodes of BoJack Horseman are coming to Netflix on January 31st? It's true. Um, And in recognition of this historic event, Uh, Studio 360, the almost always excellent podcast with Kurt Anderson, has re-released its interview with Raphael Bob Waxberg, the creator of BoJack Horseman. And it's a conversation worth listening to, and it's number five in your playlist below. So here's a taste. Give it a listen. Hi, I'm Sarah Koenig. This is one ringtone told over the course of several rings. <laughs> and the story it's telling you is to answer your phone. Hello? <laughs> uh, that's Sarah Koenig, uh, the host of, of Serial, uh, the great podcast. But that's not all. You've also had uh, Ira Glass and Terry Gross and Audie Cornish uh, do ringtones. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- uh, is that because – are you virtue signaling or do you just like public radio? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, more more than uh, me liking public radio is it, it felt like a great uh, way to explain character, and that Diane likes public radio, the character right. who has all these ringtones, ah, um, and especially sense. you know the, the the first time we did it. Uh, was in season one with Ira Glass, and we were trying to, you know, kind of show something about this character, explain who she was, and we thought, uh, you know, what what is more declarative than having a, a ringtone right. that you got by being a, a, a contributing member of of public radio. And finally, if you don't know what to think about this crazy world we live in, why the folks at the Monocle and their series, Tall Stories, the history of the cities we live in, have a suggestion, and it comes right from the streets of Los Angeles, from Silver Lake. Check this out. At first glance, it might seem odd that the billboard of a podiatrist has become the unsung hero of a neighborhood. But there's more to the story than this. Sitting in the intersection between Sunset Boulevard and Benton Way, this blue sign advertises a foot clinic in an unassuming strip mall, one of the many that you can find in this car-centric city. With a navy blue background, two cartoons grace the sign. On one side, a happy and healthy foot. And on the other, a bandaged up, sad foot holding on for dear life to a pair of crutches. Every day and night, the sign slowly rotates on its axis. And here, it's where the mystique surrounding its existence begins to make sense. You see, this is one of the busiest intersections in the city, and as scores drive by on their way to work, important meetings, a date, or to simply hang out with friends, the sign has kind of become a sort of fortune teller for residents.
So that's almost it. But if all else fails, then go to number seven in your podcast playlist below. It's Club Jazafeep, the French podcast that, while I hardly understand a word of it, it always brings a smile to my face. Okay, have a great historic Tuesday. Au revoir. And I will be back with your ride home this afternoon. Bye-bye. Panonica euh, aussi à Nantes euh, ce soir, je crois que c'est ce soir. Ah, c'est ce soir, qu'elle bah, joue si les si, encore des places, si les Nantais <rire> veulent se faire une petite opinion de la dame. Non, mais c'est un, un phénomène, comme vous le disiez, elle ose. Jamie Branch hein, au club.